Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perek Chafhei, Chapter 25. In the story we hear today, we don't meet Shaul at all, but we meet David and a man called Naval. Um, Naval has a wife called Abigail, who is described as Tovat Sechel, really intelligent, v'yafetoar, and beautiful. Whereas Naval is ish kasher v'rama alalim. He's a tough man, and he's up to no good. He's an evildoer. Later on, uh, Abigail is going to say about her husband, Kishmo Kenhu. He is like his name. His name is Naval. And he acts like a naval, right? He acts like a scoundrel, like a, a lowlife. What's the story here? Naval is a very, very wealthy sheep owner. He has 3,000 sheep and 1,000 a a goats. And he is in a place called Carmel, what today we would call Dromahara Hebron. This was an area which was very, very exposed. We know even from chapter 30 of Shmuel Aleph, this is the place where you used to get raided by the Amalekites because it's right the south of Israel and coming out of the desert, um, thieves and desert pirates used to come and steal the sheep. And it would seem like during this time, David's men have been looking after the southern border. They've sort of been defending the southern border because if you take a look, he sent the, the the background is that Naval is shearing his sheep, which is a day of celebration on the farm. And David sends his men and they say, I hear that you're doing your sheep shearing. As you know, your shepherds have been with my men. We didn't harm them. Nothing's been. We never took anything from theirs. We've defended them later on in the story. Um, the the. The farmhands say to Abigail, the men have been friendly to us. We were never harmed. We didn't miss even one sheep all the time that we went about with them. They were like a wall to us, both by night and by day, all the time that we were there tending the flocks. It's interesting that David and his 600 men, even when they act as outlaws, in fact, they seem to serve as the southern command defending the southern border, making sure that all of the farms are safe. Back to the story. Naval is shearing his sheep and he's making a big celebration for everybody. And David's men say, well, if you're having such a celebration and we've been so good to you, we've effectively been your um, protection company. Maybe you'll give us something. And Naval insults David very, very directly. And he says, Mi David or mi ben hayom rabu abadim hamid partsim ish adonav. Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many runaway slaves nowadays. Should I take my bread and my water and the meat that I slaughtered for my own shearers and give them to the men who I don't even know where they're from? He's insulting David. He's insulting David's men. And as a result of which, David's men... They all put on their battle dress and he goes with 400 men, 200 looking after their stuff and they're ready to attack. In the meantime, Abigail hears 
how they've shamed David's man. And she runs down to greet him. And just to understand what maybe David should have been given, right? Um, she, she takes down 200 loaves of bread, two jars of wine, five sheep, five sour parched corn, 100 cakes of raisins, 200 cakes of pressed figs. And she sends them down to David as a gift. Now, whenever I read this chapter, I do wonder, you know, what's happening here? Is this uh, David sort of running a protection racket? But I really don't think that's the case. I don't think he's coming and striking fear into the local farms people. I think genuinely, and we see this later on in the story, because when David actually eventually, as we will see in chapter 27, decides to leave the country because it's too dangerous and he can't get away from Shaul, he really does for a year and four months. He's in the land of the Philistines and he um, protects the southern border. You can take a look. These are the Psukim at the end of chapter 27. And in fact, every day the, the, the head of the Philistines says to him, what did you do today? And he says, I attacked the Israelites. But really, who was he attacking? Right. He was attacking the enemies of Israel, the Geshurites and the Gizrites and the Amalekites. And what did he do when he did this? He would send back gifts. He would send back gifts to the uh, the the spoils that he took from those tribes and those desert tribes to the Ziknei Yehuda. That's what we see at the end of chapter thirty. And he say, "Hinelachem bracha mishtal oyve Hashem," and he was effectively working as the defense, the the southern command, the southern defense uh, division. Avigail certainly understands that what Naval did was out of order. And that's why I don't think this is some sort of mafia situation. I think it really is that David was helping everybody out and on good terms with everybody. And here was somebody who decided that he had a political problem with David and he deeply insulted David. But here I want to maybe put the heat on the other side. When you look at this story, David comes along with 400 men armed in order to kill a man and his family, as he's, uh, you know, celebrating on his day. And this can only remind us of, of somebody else who comes with 400 men, and that is Asav. You know, David is described as Admoni imifeinayim, and the other Admoni in Tanakh is Asav. And Asav, as we know, comes to attack Yaakov with 400 men. And if you look at this chapter, you will see several parallels between the Asaf story and the David story here, where David is in the role of Asaf and Avigail is in the role of Yaakov. So I'll give you an example. Just like uh, Yaakov comes to Asaf and gives him lots of different gifts, right? Izim matayim v'tiashim esrim v'rechelim matayim. Here she says, v'atikach matayim lechem v'chamesh tson v'chamesh sa'im. And she says to her arim, ivru lefanai hinei says Abigail, well, that sounds exactly what Yaakov says to his servants, When Yaakov meets Esau, When Abigail meets David, She cries, she, she, she bows down. And the same thing, just like Yaakov calls Esau, Adoni and Avdecha, she says, Biani Adoni Ha'avon, just like Yaakov says to Esav, she says, 
which is like quite something. In other words, right? Just like Yaakov and he says David had sent his men but when it wasn't received well, suddenly things turned sour. If this is true, then we have a very problematic situation. What we understand is that David is capable of un- acting like a murderous man, like an Esau. That his 400 men can act as a defense force, but in, if you get on the wrong side of them, they can turn against you, and this can be absolutely lethal. And in fact, that's exactly what Abigail said. She says to him, you don't want this on your record. She says, Pasuk Lamad Aleph, verse 31, in English, she says, and do not let this be the cause of stumbling and faulting courage to my Lord that you've shed blood needlessly. So she's basically saying that if you did this, you would be engaging in a bloodbath. Why is this so important? Because I think the Tanakh has portrayed David until now as a very innocent victim. He hasn't done anything particularly wrong. And um, Shaul is chasing him for no reason. But I think we do have to understand that David is capable of tremendous violence. Here there's a fascinating parallel with the previous chapter. In verse 21, David says that Naval has yashevli ra'a tachat He's given me bad instead of good. I did him good and he's done bad. It reminds us of Shaul, where Shaul says, uh, In both situations, David has been fine and somebody's been really bad to him. And maybe this helps us understand if David is capable of such violence, how much restraint he has had towards Shaul, out of respect for Shaul, out of respect for the position of the monarchy. But it also is a warning sign that David has to be able to ensure that he can really hold this violence and the violence of his men in check. And this is really happens thanks to Avigail. He eventually marries Avigail, and it seems like a good choice because he says it very, very clearly to her, where he says, thank you to you. Thanks to you, you are so blessed because you stopped me from coming to bloodshed. For Shea Yadili, and you have saved my hands, my hands from becoming, you know, blood-filled hands. So this is, you know, we're dealing with people with, I mentioned in the previous chapter, angry men. These are people who are under test constantly, and the atmosphere is charged and violent, and their lives are on the line. And I think we have to read the chapter in this context and understand what violence they're capable of and the moral tests which they come across. That's it for today. See you tomorrow.